This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. McDowell's Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle & Cook Mortgage LLC. And now here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. First of all, Coach Andy Avalos, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. It's a privilege to be on talking with you guys. Well, for sure, for sure. We want to uh, learn more about you. We want to learn more about the program, what to expect. The excitement is building. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a lot of fun this year in Bronco Stadium. But uh, first of all, you you got some camps going on. Is that correct? Yeah. So we've had a, a youth camp um, last week. Uh, we've had a high school camp. For about three days, we finished that up, and we're back on to another youth camp. We uh, we had two youth camps this year because the school districts were split up uh-huh. in terms of when their their end school date was, and we wanted to give the kids an opportunity to come out and come to Boise State and be with our players and have fun playing football and being around the game. So we ended up doing two youth camps with that. And amongst that all, we got a uh, bunch of visitors on campus recruits so we're excited about that oh that's that's great well i'll let you catch your breath for a moment here and just say that when i was coaching there we had camps that were just uh, remarkable we had team camps uh, some were in pads some not but it was it was such a, an educational thing too for the players and the coaches and and uh, i know that you're going to do the same thing so congratulations on that yeah, no question. It's an opportunity for everybody to develop. For yes, us to develop. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, state staff, we yep. get to learn from the, the coaches that come on campus and be around their players. So it's a it's a blessing. So win win. Yep, absolutely. Well, Coach, I'd like to have you uh, tell a little bit of your story. You know where you grew up and kind of walk us up to this point now that you're you're now the new head football coach at Boise State. Yeah, so I grew up in Southern California in a city called Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, just east of Orange County, L.A., and Riverside. And uh, back then, a very blue-collar area. It was a growing and thriving place, but it was a hodgepodge of all different uh, cultures, races, because a lot of people were moving there from from the coastal, more coastal cities, L.A., um, Orange County area. And so I got to grow up around a lot of different people, enjoyed playing sports. Sports were everything. Um, and understood, had a clear understanding it was going to take, you know, getting an education to continue on opportunities in sports at, you bet. at the college level. And I was lucky enough to to come to Boise State and, and really meet meet the staff that was here at that time, their cutter staff, yep. as well as yep. the players that were here. And, uh, you know, someone just asked me a few weeks ago, what was it that made me want to come to Boise State? And it straight up was the uh, the players. Yeah, um, The coaches got me here. The coaches got me here to, to want to check out Boise State and really did a good job recruiting my father and and the values that they were going to instill into me and uh, uh-huh. getting to meet the players here and just the vibe and the mentality. And, and where those players wanted to take Boise State, um, I wanted to be a part of that. And so I was very fortunate to come here and be a part of this program from uh, 2000 to 2004. 
learned a lot, but still had a lot, a lot of growing left to do. And I said I was never going to be a coach, and here we are. <laughs> well, listen, you had such a great career, and uh, you know, a very, very strong competitor, and I think that's 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 what it's all about. So do this for me, Coach. Uh, we're talking with Coach Andy Avalos, the new head football coach at Boise State. Tell us a bit about your family. So after uh, you know my senior year there, thereafter, I, uh, I I did finish playing, and I missed the game. I missed the camaraderie, missed being around it. Here I had met Summer, and you know I made one of the best decisions and figured that she was. I was lucky enough to meet her, and she was. She I was lucky enough to get her to to date me, and so I figured I better see if uh, this profession and this lifestyle was for the both of us. Yes. I felt that strongly about her. and so. Uh, but in fairness to her, and if we were going to build a family together, I wanted to make sure that she understood you know, what this lifestyle looked like, and really myself as well. So I GA'd at Colorado for Dan Hawkins yep. when he went there. And uh, Summer went with me, and um, she helped me get through grad school, and we helped find our way together and um, got our first full-time job at Nebraska Kearney, and I figured at that point she was going all the way out to Nebraska. I better put a finger over her finger before <laughs> And uh, so we went to Nebraska. We was there for a couple of years. We got married while we were there, and then um, it was an unbelievable experience uh, to be able to go into the playoffs and have some success at the D2 level. And then you bet. came back to the West Coast uh, to Sac State. We were both excited to get back to the West Coast. Um, and, uh, yeah, then Coach Pete called one night. In uh, January of, I think it was 12, January of 12, and mm-hmm. said, are you ready to come home? And I was actually getting in my car just outside the Sac State facilities in the uh, Highway 80s right there. And I said, Coach, you need me to get on this highway right now and drive straight there. <laughs> I will. I'm about to get in my truck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, well, that's, that's yeah, outstanding. We, and you yeah. got a, you got some uh, some children. Yeah, we got two little girls. So we were back here for a couple years. We got settled in, got, got our feet underneath us, and uh, – we were very fortunate enough to have our, our first daughter, Peyton, who is now seven, and uh, Paige, who is now five. And so they were both born here in Boise, and we're proud of that. And, um, yeah, we uh, got the opportunity to go to Oregon for a couple of years. And it was a good uh, growing time for our family, great experience, got to do some fun things and um, be a part of uh, some spectacular things there. But the opportunity to come back home, you know, means the world to us. And, Absolutely. Here we are. Um, Absolutely. With, with my wife and my two daughters in, in this position, we're blessed. Yeah, yeah, we're we're blessed to have you, Andy. Well, you know, coaches' wives, in my opinion, are are v, you've heard of VIPs? They're VSPs, very special people, <laughs> and uh, they play such a huge role in a coach's life. Um, coaches are gone a lot, of course, especially uh, during the season, and. And uh, don't get home sometimes till later at night, and the wife has to kind of take care of the kids and run the household and do all the the things that need to be done. So, uh, yeah, very special people. There's no question. It it, it takes a whole lot of balance. Um, they are balancing a whole lot. We are as coaches, but boys, sure, do they got their you know their tasks cut out for them as well, and the things they do is remarkable. Uh, she helps me be a better coach. She helps me be a a better father, um, you know, a better mentor. And so um, we're very grateful, my daughters and I, to have to have our mama. Yes. 
Well, I know my wife. She was she was a coach's wife for thirty years, and and actually rose to the. And, and, uh, she was the let's see the American Football Coaches Wives Association national president. So, I used to tell people I live with a big shot. But uh, <laughs> they, in my book, they are big shots, and they do a terrific job. Yeah. So. But, uh, okay, well, listen, let's talk about transitions. So now you're transitioning from Oregon to Boise State. And uh, I presume it wasn't that big a transition because you played here, you knew some of the people here. Tell us about it. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. In that sense, obviously, knowing this, uh, knowing this city, knowing a ton of people here, shoot, at this point, growing up and living here for almost half of my life, uh, you know, there was things that, weren't that big of a transition but while going through you know a huge transition in in terms of becoming a head coach and creating a staff and getting the right people together to lead to lead this program to mentor and lead this program with everything and so felt pretty comfortable and really comfortable with you know about four guys that had committed to coming to Boise State you know prior to getting the opportunity and once obviously that opportunity was extended you know was on and so through the Tim Plow, the offense coordinator, Spencer Danielson, Frank Male, we uh, we built the rest of the staff together, and that's part of it is getting to go through the experience of the new staff to to take the first opportunity to grow together, to get on the same page about who we're looking for, what it looks like, and mm. to be able to decide those things, um, you know, while we're creating a new staff, and that that part for me was huge because it really made the transition go a lot smoother. You know, it's a first-time head coach because we did it together. And getting with the players and finding out, you know, what is it in their hearts, in their minds, that they believe that we've done here that's allowed us to be successful. And let's keep doing that. Mm. And then we had to have conversations and ask questions about what are the things that we are doing around here that are going to keep us from being successful that we have to eliminate. Mm. And having a lot of different conversations with the players from the head coach's level, the coordinator, player level, position coach level and just really get into self-scouting what this environment had looked like and what do we now want it to look like what do we all want to invest in what are we all going to agree to that we're going to come and contribute to every single day here and and so that we can build a foundation and we can build a foundation that is going to be a platform for us to grow as people as students as football Mm -hmm. as football players you know we we had to come to an understanding that you know, football is not our foundation. It's people. We got to have a foundation right. that's set on habits, skills, values that is going to create us. That's going to help us withstand tough times. And so, that's what we've been through in the last couple months. Really, shoot, the last—I said a couple months. We're going on month number six now, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Time Probably flies. seems like only two. Yeah, you've been moving pretty fast. Well, listen, let's uh, let's. Uh, you talked a little bit about staff. Uh, Maybe we can go a little more detail into into your staff. I know people have read about it in the papers and stuff, but to hear it from you, the head coach, uh, tell us about the staff you've hired. Yeah, so we can start on the offense side of the ball. You know, Coach Blau, the offense coordinator. We've been in the same circle. We've had, we have mutual uh, mentors and friends. Uh, him being a UC Davis guy, the connections there through Hawk, Coach Pete, right. and um, you know, just being on the West Coast is two guys that are in their middle to late thirties and recruiting and all that stuff. Um, but really getting to know him and have an understanding of what he's done and what he's about as we went through 
you know, once really once the Fiesta Bowl at Oregon was over and being able to get a chance to start to mm-hmm. um, put the pieces together, Plow was really the guy that, that it became very apparent that he was the guy mm-hmm. that uh, we wanted to lead Boise State if we got this opportunity in terms of our offense here. And then building it from there with uh, the alumni that was on staff with Matt Miller and Winston Venable. And, yes. and uh, you know, Coach Riddle, I consider him alumni now. He's been here long enough. He, yes. he didn't graduate from Boise He's, State, he's the senior citizen of your staff. That he is. He's the <laughs> uncle. So he's the uncle of the staff. Yeah. He's coached uh, numerous people on the staff and been around. So, um, And then being able to bring, you know, a piece of the puzzle that is huge, which is the offensive line. You know, our team starts with mentality. The mentality yes. starts up front. And so being able to bring uh, Coach Tim Keene over, uh, been a part of uh, Coach Plow's system and, and having a great understanding to help transition and, and create the flow we need and the mentality we need on the, on the offensive side of the ball. And so we have uh, a couple of really, really good young G- GAs, Coach uh, Prince, who's coached here, shoot, a decade ago now. His son, Tyson Prince, yep. who grew up here, is now a GA for us with the wide receivers and Coach uh, Miller and uh, Todd McCauley, um, who grew up here in this valley and then went and played at uh, Montana and was you know, a guy that was going to work at UC Davis with, with Coach Tim Keene and being able to get him over here. So may, um, Coach Crosby is our, our um QC on the offense side and does a remarkable job, and and so we're really lucky there. And that's that's it for you know. The, explain the uh, before we leave the offensive staff. Leave, explain QC to people. QC is a quality control. So right. the quality control handles all the infrastructure of building, not only building the playbook and in the deliverables and all the things he helps build out for the coordinator that the coordinator is going to use to teach as well as opponent scout, being able to organize the opponent scout with the GAs and break teams down and organize the information in a manner that the offense coordinator needs so that then the, not only the offense coordinator but the offense coaching staff can then go do their job uh, with opponent scout. And so really that's what the offensive quality control does you as well bet. as the defensive quality control. You bet. Well, let's switch over to defense. Yeah, so Spencer Danielson is a guy that's been here for – um, about five, six years yep, now, and uh, yep. you know he is a good man, remarkable young, remarkable young coach that uh, is very bright, has the ability to listen and learn at a very high rate. Dedicates not only his time to this game, but you know his soul to this game, and, and not just the X's and O's, but helping young men grow and been able to be around him. And um, we've worked together and trust him and what he's going to do as, as a coach, and obviously. Uh, being able to be here and help them with all the things that go with being a defense coordinator and um, um, really feel that he is in a position where he's going to make a huge step and have a huge impact on this program, um, as well as uh, Kane Ione, who has been a defense coordinator mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Is, a, is a great defensive mind as our safeties, our safeties Nichols coach and co-defense coordinator. And so we're really fortunate to have those two guys. If, if, if people saw how they work together and how they work off of each other as a back-end, front-end guy, uh, collaborate to, to have the best impact, to create the best defense, um, they would really, really be excited about seeing two men work together so well. And Frank Miley is the assistant head coach and the D-line coach. He is uh, a remarkable D-line coach um, with his ability to teach not only fundamentals and technique, but the mentality that comes from having confidence to play with such great fundamentals and technique, and has been uh, 
been a, a big impact on this program. Um, mm-hmm. And then Stacy Collins is not only our edge coach, but he is our uh, our special teams coach. He is uh, one of the most re- remarkable teachers I've ever been around. He is he's one of the best teachers on staff. The way he engages the room, the way he communicates, the flow of which he teaches progressions. He's mm-hmm. spent a, a lot of time with his detail and how he teaches. So we're really excited to have him here. And then Jerron Johnson, you know, a former alumni, right. being able to come back here and, and help. Uh, you know, he coaches the corners in the secondary. He's assistant uh, DB coach with Coach Kane Ione. And just the knowledge and experience he brings is, you know, he is he's only been coaching for a few years, but, boy, we're excited about, you know, where he's going and what he's doing and how he's uh, working to build his teaching progressions and things like that. So really excited about the defensive staff and the, and the young GAs that go with them. Jabril Frazier works in the front end um, with the edge players in the mm-hmm. D-line, and he was an edge player for us here. Uh, Keanu is uh, is – a secondary GA that um, helps out in the secondary with Coach Ione and um, Jerron, and, and then uh, Kyrie Marshall is mm-hmm. the defensive quality control. Okay, well, sounds like a great staff, and, and I know they're they're quality men too. A lot of character in that group, so that's that's a very important thing. So let's do this, yes, Coach. Uh, we're speaking with Coach Andy Avalos. Uh, let's talk about recruiting. I know you guys had to hit the ground running full speed. How did you feel the recruiting went? You know, the majority, over half of the class was signed. And mm-hmm. so we're excited about those young men and being able to build a relationship and further the relationship for the coaches that have been here. And, and obviously those young men will be on campus here that um, signed in the in the 21 class. They'll be here in a couple weeks. So we're excited to get to see them and work with them in person. And, uh, um, yeah, so the way the way recruiting works now with, with being able to, you know, um, use scholarships on, on transfers and, and extend recruiting a little bit later, uh, yeah. you know, that way and things. There's just a whole lot of different dynamics that go into the roster management, the the COVID rules and how, um, you know, we're able to um, retain super seniors and extend uh, people's eligibilities because of last season. There's just a whole lot of dynamics that come into it. It takes a great deal of planning, but we're really excited about where we're going, the team we're building, more importantly, the people we're we're you know, adding to our, our family here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know you're also big on academics. Uh, talk just briefly about your academic program. Yeah, the I mean, at the end of the day, we don't have college football without academics. Mm-hmm. And that piece of paper is everything. It's the start to our life, to our adulthood, to provide us opportunities to go and, um, and to uh, compete in different arenas once we get done with football. And so we spent a lot. A great deal of time, not only with building our foundation and the habits and skills that will allow us to succeed as people, but we really get a lot of reps with that in the academic world here and on campus and how we're building those habits and skills that obviously pertain to football as well. So we we spend a great deal of time on academics, um, not only the organization, but building using the opportunity to uh, get reps at building the skills and habits that are going to make us successful in life. Yeah, very, very important. Well, I was at practice one day during spring practice, and uh, I was really impressed with the uh, the enthusiasm and the buy-in the players uh, seem to have, and so that's going to go a long way uh, as you move forward, and I'm sure you feel the same. Yes, sir, that's everything. Making sure that the players know that we're invested in them. The standards are really, really high here, and we're about that. 
the competition raises our competition level within. But they've got to understand and know that we care about them, and we got to make them feel that we are invested in who they are, where they're going, how they're growing, how they're thriving, and, and, and through that, um, you know, we can all work to grow and and have a care factor that is unmatched. Mm-hmm. Well, I also, uh, you know, every coaching staff and and, uh, and and play and the players have kind of a mantra or a, a little tag, uh, maybe three letter uh, thing that they go by. And and uh, I was very impressed with yours. Uh, why don't you tell our listening audience what it is? Well, I mean, the big thing that that keeps coming up with us and making sure that that we all understand here is that we are a team, but we're growing this team into a family. Yeah. And we go through so much together, so um, it is it is the utmost important to us that we come. We not only come here every day, but we live our lives outside of here too. In a fashion that you know we're having an impact on each other, and it takes us loving each other to do that. So, LOF, love our family. Yeah, is what, that's that's so what, good. Yeah, we work to achieve every single day, and if we love our family, we're going to work and invest ourselves into impacting not only ourselves but our family in a positive way every day. And if we could do that, that's a great start to every day because if, if we start with that kind of positive, that that type of positive attitude, we will have the impact, again, not only on ourselves and growing and thriving, but, but this environment and this family. Mm, that's that's so good. Well, Coach, also, uh, I know you're a Christian. I've heard you uh, speak and share your story. And uh, how important has been your faith to your coaching football life? Without it, you know, I don't know where I would be. And it's not even my coaching life. I don't know where my coaching life would be. I don't know where my family would be. Yeah. I don't know where I'd be as a husband. It means the world to me to be uh, the best father. I can't I can't be the best father if I can't demonstrate what it looks like to my little girls to, mm. to be a husband. Uh, someday they're going to look for a husband way, way down the road from now. But <laughs> if, if, if I'm not living by faith and, and keeping myself within my foundation and, and on my path through faith, then I can't, I can't be the best husband. I can't be the best father. And, um, and I, I rely on those things to, to do well in those areas and as well as to be a mentor, to have the right state of mind, to, to react and respond in the right ways that I possibly can through tough times, through challenges, to love people when they need to be loved, to inspire and, and to make sure that I get people's attention when we need to achieve the standard. Mm-hmm. And so my faith has allowed me to do all those things. I'm a, I'm a work in progress. Uh, I don't have it figured out as we are um, by no means. And that's what keeps me going, you know, every morning to, to stay committed to, to my faith, to my foundation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the rock. Absolutely. The Lord is the rock. Well, you mentioned what gets you up in the morning. Uh, tell us about your vision for, for the Boise State football program as you look. I know you can't look too far down the road, but what's what's kind of your, your overall vision for the Bronco program? Um, to, to establish this mentality, to grow us together, to take our, our team from a team to a family, and to establish a, a mentality that is uh, consistent through all areas and departments of, of, of this family. And that, that we'll be, um, you know, that we'll be very proud of to go out and demonstrate on the field how we start, how we execute, and how we finish is everything. Whether that be in school, whether that be in training, whether that be on the field, that's my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our vision, and to be able to create future Broncos that could not only impact this community but 
impact their obviously their families first, the community, and in whatever arena it is that they're going into. And I think if we focus on those things and, and creating a, a real foundation, um, we will achieve all the things that we want to achieve on the field. It takes recruiting the right people and getting the right people into this building, whether it be staff members, coaches, uh, players. Those are those are our focuses. Mm. That's that's uh, such good such good words. Well, it's June already, and all of a sudden it's going to be football season, and there is a lot of excitement building in this community. So, when do you start practice? It will start on the first Wednesday of August. We uh, got bumped up a couple days with the game being on a Thursday, our kickoff. And so we, believe it or not, we're about a month and a half from go time. Mm. And every day matters. Every day is an opportunity to compete and grow. And the guys are taking that approach. It's fun to watch them work. It's fun to see them. You know, you know. right now, the work is becoming irrelevant. It's, it's about how, what we're doing, how we're doing it every day finding the joy in doing it and uh you know we're we're going to keep stacking those types of days up and before you know it when we need to make those withdrawals we'll be able to yeah yeah well let's get bronco stadium filled this year let's uh let's get all the broncos uh fans that we can get and get them in that stadium it's going to be an exciting year and uh, we're sure uh, pleased to have Coach Andy Avalos with us today to not only share his own personal story, but to share the, the vision and, and uh, what's going on with the Bronco football program. And, uh, Coach, thank you so much, and go Broncos. Well, thank you for having me and letting us talk about our program. And, and really, you said it. Let's fill Bronco Stadium. Let's fill Albertson Stadium with Bronco Nation. And let's make sure that after this pandemic, we are still one of the most feared environments in America to play college football. And let's have fun doing that. We appreciate you guys. And uh, go Broncos. You bet. Thanks, Coach. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's, oh yes we did. Rocket Express Car Wash, it's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. Aflac, Canyon County Habitat for Humanity. And Idaho Window Tinting. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.